everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors, and this is episode 47. And today, uh, it's one of the things I do periodically is I like to review my investment decisions. So I've, uh, in this episode, I'm going to share with you some of my most recent investment decisions and kind of walk you through sort of the thought process that, uh, that I go through. Um, one of the things I do as an investment coach, I teach people how to make, buy and sell stocks, make investment decisions, and it's one thing for me to tell you, you know, tell you, do this, do this, and do this, and when you're analyzing a company, it's another thing to model the behavior. So I'd uh, like to do this every uh, month or so, try to share some of my recent uh, decisions and my thought processes. So let's get down to it. So my first major decision that I made recently was I decided to sell my shares of Twitter. And I sold it for a 36% profit. And when I bought the stock, I was really interested in sort of the turnaround aspect of the company in terms of the way they were shifting their strategy towards, you know, linking up the video with their uh, live tweeting because that seems to be really where the value add is with the company. And they were making a serious attempt at kind of creating a bit of a synergy and a link with that. And at the time when I bought it, there was a lot of rumors going on about the company getting taken out. And uh, after I bought it, then those rumors really got hot and heavy because uh, you had companies like Disney, you had companies like uh, Google, Apple, Salesforce coming in the play and uh, mulling the concept of uh, putting in an offer for the company. And in fact, one day, I believe the stock popped almost 22% one day when things were getting really hot and heavy, and which was the largest increase since the company IPO'd. And uh, it's just been a lot of big rumor frenzy. And at that point, I was up almost, you know, 30% on the time. So I was debating. And one of my one of my disciplines is when a stock that I own crosses a threshold, which for me is a 20% return, I kind of make a decision: do I want to hold on to it, or do I want to sell and bank the profit? And uh, at the time, I was debating at the time of of, of selling right away. And, uh, but then I decided, you know what, I'm going to hold off. And I was, I was going back and forth. And this is one of the challenges we have as an investor. Sometimes when we make a good decision and something is profitable, you know, how much gre- how greedy are you with, with, that, with your investment decision? And uh, one of the things I try to instill with people is to have a discipline of having a threshold, uh, setting a return that you're comfortable with, that you're going to sleep with, and, uh, and dealing with that. Because if you kind of let emotions and greed factor your decision making, then it kind of sets you up for some trouble. And uh, for me, it's 20% is my magic threshold. For you or for anybody else, it can be a higher level or a lower level. So I made a decision at one point when the rumors were getting all crazy that, you know what, I'm up 36%, 35%, whatever. And I thought, you know what, that's okay with me. I'm happy to sell it. So I decided to sell it. So I just, I, my decision to sell was really just to bank the profit. Um, the fact that I made that much money, uh, that much return in you know a three-month period is not normal. I'm not shooting, I'm not trying to trade stocks, but it is what it is. So that was my decision. Next move, rest, uh, the rest of the decisions that I made uh, over the past month were really addition, add, additions to my portfolio, adding to current positions that I had. And basically trying to take advantage, the stocks kind of fell down a little bit on, most, on all these positions, and I, th- I used it as an opportunity to lower my costs. Because the fundamentals of these businesses pretty much seem to be intact. So the first company I added positions to was Disney. And again, when I bought Disney, um, literally after I sold Twitter, um, rumors were going around about 
Disney buying Twitter. At first, I thought that was a pretty good, that might be an interesting move because um, the media side of Biz Disney with ESPN and ABC and all that might be an interesting fit with the with the video and uh, the tweeting side of it and knowing the timeline, the headline kind of real time in, impact. But then the thing I realized that might be a problem is that one of the things that's cool about Twitter and I'm back to Twitter uh, is that it's kind of independent. It doesn't. It's not really owned by an entity or one entity. And I think that independence and that uniqueness of it makes it really. Uh, creates a bit of a value and it creates an attractiveness to it. But so if one company bought Twitter, a media company bought out Twitter, um, that independence factor and that accessibility factor I think would get diluted and uh, I don't think it would be a good deal. The other side of it too is like chances are whoever's going to buy Twitter is probably going to overpay. <laughs> Just simple as that. It's a lot of cash flowing around and probably is going to be would be a bidding war kind of thing so that was that's the case the stock in the case of disney it went from 98 to 95 my my cost position was at 98 the stock went down to almost 91 i decided to buy in add my position double my position really and lower my cost base to 95 so that was my decision behind disney i decided to add, also decided to add positions to uh, imperial oil stock was down into the 37 level my cost base was almost 43 so I use it as another opportunity. The fact of the matter is interesting. The stock was following. Meanwhile, oil prices have been going up to the $50 barrel. And uh, for me, I think with one of the things I know about oil companies, they're some of the best run, best managed companies out there are oil companies. They really are really great in terms of managing capital. And uh, the fact of the matter is if oil sticks around at 50 or even goes to $60, I have no idea where it's going to go. These companies are still going to make profit. And so there's value there. I think there's value there. So I decided to buy some more um, Imperial oil to lower my cost base down. Next company I bought into or added positions to was Potash, and I bought this. I bought, I bought the additional stock before the announced merger between um, Potash and Agrium. Now, the, at first, the stock popped, and it was up to like twenty-two, twenty-three dollars. Well, somebody's trying to phone me. Slowly since then, the uh, stock has popped, uh, has been slowly trickling down because a lot of the analysts out there, I think the investment community is trying to scratch their head, trying to figure out what's the point of this merger. There's trying, they don't see the value added into it. Um, it's interesting because Agrium is one of the stocks that I have on my buy list that a stock, if it fell to a certain level, I would, oh, I would be happy to buy it. I think it's one of the best run, best managed agriculture companies out there. They have a really amazing retail uh, pipeline. So there's a lot of good synergies and linkages between the distribution of potash and the, the distribution network that Iagrium has has maybe hasn't been realized and people just don't see it yet um, the other side of it too is there may be a lot of regulatory issues the government may not want like the idea of having this super crazy huge agricultural company uh, merging together so that may not be a big thing so anyway the stock popped down slowly trickled down to around the $20 range and again I bought in to average my cost down I think they're now at about $22 and finally, my last company that I decided to add more stock to or buy more stock was Whole Foods. Stock fell down to about $28. Uh, so I bought in to lower my cost base from $29.60 to $29. Um, really no changes with the company. The company's still continuously out of favor by the analysts, um, thinking the whole organic uh, Uber premium food market is just ripe to be uh, cannibalized or just uh, diluted by other competitors like your Walmarts or Targets. And other competitors there. The key, you know, the, the, the wild card with the company is really how are these new 360 uh, lower price stores going to pan out. They've just started opening up a couple and the jury's still out and that's really where the, the value is going to come. If they can pull it off 
creating another distinct uh, line uh, of, of merchandising, grocery merchandising that appeals to a broader uh, de demographic. In this case, they're going after the millennials uh, with the 360 uh, supermarket. Then that could be the, the, the uh, catalyst for, for the stock to, to pop back up. So it remains to be seen how that's going to pop up. I think it's you know it's still one of the one of the better run, better managed companies out there. Creates tangible wealth, has hardly no debt. So even that, it's even a takeover in Canada. You can make it that way. Um, but the Wall Street, Bay Street, they don't like this. They don't like the stock. And when they don't, I'm I get more interested in it. So I'd add in more to lower my cost base. So. The real, you know, the, the gist of all it is, is looking at them when you see opportunities to buy in, to build up positions, and when people see other, we see weakness in it, I like to see there as opportunities. So I don't know, call me, you know, like that glass is half full kind of kind of guy. So um, that's pretty much all I did, and uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Um, if you have any questions about these decisions that I've made, or you have any questions about any other elements or any other previous episode of Stock Talk that you've watched, um, feel free to shout out. You can shout out through my Twitter handle, at Sage Investors. I'm on there tweeting all my observations, my own personal investment decisions. I tweet them in real time. And, or you can hit me through my website, www.sageinvestors.ca. So that's another edition of Stock Talk. Uh, we'll catch you again later. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors. Cheers.